So, uh, having a little trouble sleeping over there? You could say that. Uh, you could also say that I've been the victim of an intense and long-running psychological warfare by the rodents. Oh, no. They've been... I don't, oh. know, I don't know what it is, if it's something with the stars aligning or, or whatever crap I've been seeing on Twitter, but they've been, they've been <laughs> up and about. Like, a rat literally ate a pipe in my house the other day. Like... Just like gobbled it wholesale or like munched a little hole in it or what are we talking about here? Like I was I was down there investigating a water leak and I found that a pipe had about a three inch wide chunk eaten out of it. Jeez. I think uh I think a rat decided it would make like a nice place to live, and so he just ate himself a little front door into the into the, into a drain pipe because it hasn't <laughs> been used much because it's a spare a spare bathroom. And so the pi drain pipe from the sink isn't used much, so he was like, we're just gonna hang some shades, you know, chew out a front door and call it my little piece of the American dream. Um, he, <laughs> he's, he's dead now, and the pipe is replaced. But we don't talk about that part of the American dream, do we? No, we don't. I was <laughs> what gonna happens say, I, when the cameras stop rolling? <laughs> I was gonna say, I was, like, imagining this little rat, like quietly chewing away at a pipe, cross-fading between different shots and things while I'll be home for Christmas plays <laughs> quietly in the background. <laughs> He's gonna be home for Christmas, that's for sure, and no drain pipe's gonna stand in the way. Yep. And so that was that was the opening salvo of the war, but then uh, they retaliated by getting into my ceiling between the attic and my bedroom and running around in there all night, which was bad, but it was doable. You know, I live out in the boonies. I'm used to hearing weird things. But then one of them stepped on two mouse traps, not just one, two, and he literally spent the entire night running back and forth along my wall with a mouse trap on each foot, just stomping <laughs> back and forth across my wall all night. Ugh. I can't say I've had that exact situation, but I have had things in the walls um, running back and forth sounding like. I don't know what they are. They may be gnomes, but either way, the I best mean, I strategy hope I, I hope found... it's gnomes. If only it were gnomes. But the best strategy for dealing with anything in your walls is to just shoot the walls. I mean, I thought this was common knowledge. Don't you have some weapons over there? I can neither confirm nor deny. Agent. <laughs> You're an American. <laughs> Fed posting on the podcast. I would like to have Again. my lawyer present. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so that is that is that your official um, is that your official permission slip to to put off another episode for a little while? Yeah. Well, now that fortunately, I think after the marathon stomping, um, I think he died because finally, after about 12 hours of continuous stomping, it went quiet, and I haven't heard anything since. So I think whatever this this rat patriot who was who decided to punish me for killing their friend in the basement, I think he finally has succumbed to the forces of nature up there. Maybe the fact that he had two mouse traps physically stuck on him uh, contributed to that. But I'm hoping, I have high, high hopes uh, for, um, yeah, being able to sleep again would be cool. Well... 
I <laughs> sorry, the word patriot there makes me laugh because I was about to say something about politics, which I won't because I'm sure people have heard enough about that kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, it's been, it's, I know for, for, uh, for all of us, this end of the year is, uh, filled with all sorts of surprises and, um, <clears throat> all sorts of little, little hurdles, like figuring out how to purchase Christmas presents with $600 bequeathed upon us by our, our, uh, royal, um, patrons known as the United States federal government. <laughs> and so we're all just kind of trying to, trying to get, get along a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, Hey, steady as she goes. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, if only, if only I was some, some foreign country, in fact, I'm thinking of declaring myself one then I can get like $700 million for no reason. Excuse me. I identify as Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like op- opening up one of those little like Christmas donation card things that you always send older relatives. But instead of saying like a chicken has been donated to a starving child in your name, it's like $700 million has been given to Sudan in your name. <laughs> well, they need it more than us. I was going to say uh, in the interest of. <laughs> well, here's a nice segue. So the federal government is now officially the largest patron of we talk about dead people. So does that I don't know if that means we can uh we can continue to make fun of them, does it? I mean, are we allowed to make fun of people who support the show? I mean, some people do pay other people for uh shall we say antagonistic interactions. I, I don't know what you're implying. <laughs> but um just saying, some some people get off on being made fun of. That's true. It's very true, and I've noticed um, that lots of lots of podcasts every now and then they go through this uh, interesting phase where they get really pissed off at somebody, and they they uh, you know I, I don't know. I was texting you about this last night, <clears throat> where drama essentially can br- b- bring like a YouTube channel or a podcast, anything internet based. It can really bring in some support. So. Um, I don't know. Should we should we start a false flag war and like <laughs> with another? I know we should start a false flag with war and conquest. Then we'd probably kick our ass because he's always on about war and conquest and shit. But we know more about psyops. <laughs> we also know how to read. <laughs> oh, I hope Neil listens to this and texts I mean, us immediately. I'm, I'm here defending <laughs> defending the honor of the Emperor Galba, who Neil unjustly maligned. <laughs> well, I have no opinion on that, because I don't even remember who Galba is. That just shows you how much attention I was paying. I'm just kidding. I remember. I remember. Don't make me prove it, though. <laughs> so, speaking of our patri- our largest patron now being the United States, uh, I'd like to do a little 2020 year in review about we talk about dead people, and we'll make it quick, because I know this shit's boring for a lot of people. When I does, uh, when does the thing. CIA give me my fleet of Toyota pickup trucks? Um, any day now. Can't wait for two that. weeks. Gonna get my pallet of my pallet of cash, my crates of AKs, and my fleet of weird Toyota pickup trucks. I'm ready. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know what you're gonna do with all that, but it is coming. Um, the federal government can buy those things for other countries. Why can't they buy them for us? Uh, anyway. Yeah, no, what's interesting is throughout 2020, even though we've in total put out fewer episodes than ever before, the reviews and the response we've gotten from patrons and listeners alike has been really, really quite good. I mean, everybody's really pleased with the quality that we've achieved. Um, And, you know, it's despite 
Uh, one of us being, I don't know if you're employed yet or not, but mostly unemployed, and the other of us uh, taking on night shift. And it's been, you know, those have been some very interesting challenges, to say the least. Um, but we've gained several patrons this year, which have been extremely supportive. And we, as always, we like to say thank you for those. And we're not to the point where, um, you know, we're making a million dollars a month like some people on the internet. Um, but our paltry scraps that we, we get from Patreon are always appreciated. We've got some tips on Venmo, which has been awesome. Um, and I'll just say, if the Flat Earth podcast can make a good amount of money uh, releasing two episodes a year... <laughs> And we, we can make what we make uh, just releasing, you know, 12 or whatever. Uh, I'm I'm happy. I mean, it, people will pay for fucking anything these days. <laughs> so, here we are. Uh, I don't know if you had a comment on that or even wanted to express your gratitude. The Flat Earth Podcast no. only releases twice a year. Yeah, believe it or not, see, I am subscribed to them. I, see, this thing, I wouldn't know because... Believe it or not, I'm not subscribed to the Flat Earth podcast. No way. <laughs> so I this is this is new information I'm just processing here. No, I wish I could explain it, but they release like one I mean it for a while it was like an episode a year. And I like listening to it because I just like debate. Uh, it's just a it's a passion of mine, and I think debating about silly things is basically all the government does anyway. So you can learn tricks from just about any kind of debater. But yeah, they they release like twice a year and they make untold numbers of wow. money. I mean, I used cash. to I used to listen to some some great like flat earth rap, uh, mostly because I had some friends who were into science or whatever the hell that means. And so I would mm. put on the flat earth rap if I was driving them somewhere just to piss them off. Do you even into science? No, I flat earth rap. That's that's something else. But um, the Internet's a magical yeah, no. place at 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so jokes aside, yes, we're very grateful that for the patrons who have stuck with us, um, I never did receive any any DMs about like anything that they would have wanted. That is still open. So any patrons who has any you know any idea about what they want, um, and I know that's putting all the onus on you, but I'll be honest, like it's the end of the year. I'm busy as hell, and uh, coming up with extra stuff outside of the show is is uh, is uh, is kind of difficult and. I will say, uh, what we're working on now, I'm very excited about. <clears throat> I'll just tell you how this process has changed uh, in the podcasting scene. For we talk about dead people, since we used to be a weekly podcast, that meant I researched every single week to put stuff out. And sometimes it could be rushed, which people definitely noticed as far as like the quality of some episodes go. Um, but the process has shifted for me this year because I've been essentially rethinking how I look at history altogether. Um, and this is best, uh, this is best exemplified by the, uh, you know, the utter failure of the, um, the, uh, the, uh, rumored William Tell episode, which I've been working on for literally a year now. Yeah, I don't even remember. How much have we even said about that? Not much, but <laughs> the thing about, the thing about it is, like, the first time I wrote it, I was like, oh, okay, so he wasn't real, like, there's all these historical accounts, and then I started digging, and lo and behold, there was one of the deepest rabbit holes I've ever seen, and... I tried to put together an episode. We did record it um, poorly, I will add, but we did record <laughs> it. It uh, and it was it a wild ride. It was terrible. I but was it was. Just, a, it was. It was really like expanded consciousness meme. Like I never yeah. knew. I never knew what the next words out of your mouth were going to be. 
It got weird, but that's the thing is like that's it's a topic that we're definitely going to cover because uh, one of the things that definitely for people who pay attention, one of the things that's been clearly demonstrated this year is that uh, being able to know anything is kind of hard. And William Tell was like, I would say a, a real big like mind expander for me because it, it exposed me to concepts about history that I never even thought possible. Um, because we think of history as like, oh, some people wrote some things down because they did those things. Well, that's really just one way of looking at it. Um, and that's the part that I have to admit, I have no experience outside of looking at things through, you know, approved sources. I have no experience looking at things like uh, from a critical point of view. So, like, early on in the show, you know, I'll just be reading something and be like, oh, I got it from this place. Never once being critical of what I'm looking at or anything like that. Um, so William Tell really put me through the ringer, and when I say I've been working on it for a year, I mean, I would say my brain is still catching up to some of the concepts that we only just began to explore. Um, and I know you're working on an episode and you've hit a brick wall too, but I, I don't know if it's for the same reason. But No, it's actually a little bit of the opposite uh, in that I've gotten too critical with my sources and stuff. And so I'm like trying to write a fun... I'm okay, it's the Russian Civil War. How fun could it be? I'm trying to write a, a riveting and engaging narrative for the character I'm doing, but I keep just overcomplicating it and going down. So I'm like reading, you know, PhD dissertations and stuff and just getting way too much into sort of technical and theoretical fields. And I'm lo I keep losing the thread of the actual like narrative of the guy. You know, mm. obviously, I, I, you know, you want to make sure everything you're writing is real and actually happened, unlike some podcasts. Um, but <laughs> flat Earth. <laughs> but I keep, uh, I keep sort of losing track that it's a narrative and just getting down these rabbit holes of critical theory and stuff. And mm. yeah, reading basically what I like to call academic bullshit. I'm not about yep. that life. I have two graduate yep. degrees and it's too, too many. Don't go to school, kids. It's a trap. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just keep, yeah, I keep sort of deviating from the narrative into these sort of, which it makes sense because that's, you know, how you're, how you have to work as an academic because you've got to find your one niche little new comment to make. So as you're mm. all about following down the weird rabbit trails and yep. it's just, I don't know why, but this this episode really sort of came to the surface and has just been derailing me like crazy. And it'll be like, I'll, I'll write a few pages and I'll come back and be like, nobody gives a shit about any of this. This yep. is all esoteric bullshit, which is interesting to the four people who have ever read that PhD dissertation I was just reading from. Um, yep. And yeah, so that's sort of the opposite problem, whereas I'm being too critical of the source material. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would say it's it's maybe not the opposite of the problem because, well, okay, you are right. It is the opposite because I'm not <laughs> at all like as academically experienced as you are. But I will say with my experience as a media man, I know that finding the thread in these stories is essential to creating a solid piece of content. I mean, you have to find the story. Otherwise, you're just you're just like any other bullshit history teacher who can't make it interesting to save their lives. Um, you sort of have to compose these things as narratives, and sometimes when you get wrapped up in sources and rabbit holes and things, and all you know, all that, all that crazy stuff, um, you can lose the plot. I mean, 
history is kind of an abyss if you look at it closely enough. And, um, you know, and that's the thing about, like, the, the, uh, the William Tell episode is I, I ran into a category of historical study that I didn't know was even a thing, and l let alone, I couldn't comprehend it. It didn't make any sense at first, and until I figured out what it was, which I will explain when the William Tell episode uh, does come out, because it will, I'm still retooling it and everything. It made me have to back up and try and figure out just what the hell is going on out there. And this year has been, you know, a great time to sort of re-examine how we how we accept things and know things and who we trust and all that stuff. And I'm not talking about what you think I'm talking about, but just like overall, like if, if, if you've been able to survive the drum fire, that is the, the media this year, um, one good for you. I'm sorry about the PTSD, but here we are. Um, but it's, but like when it comes to, when it comes to historical narrative, you know, you've got your mainstream, which is constantly being fucked with. Um, and retooled and reshaped by absolute morons, you know, who are, like, making movies about things. I mean, I've never been a fan of historical fiction or um, even... And, and I really, really am not a fan of, like, uh, historical television shows because they tend to just make things up. Um, and uh, we get further and further away from, like, what the main... Not even the mainstream. Like, the mainstream appears to be shape-shifting into something kind of anti-history is that would that be a good way to put it <laughs> anti-history it's not even just like revisionist it's like oh we've got to destroy all of this i mean i i suppose it depends on what exactly history is what anti-history is and we've never exactly. we've never really clarified exactly what history is because that's a big question i mean in back in Back in my day in, uh, in academia, of course, historiography is a big field where you're looking at some historian, not specifically for the information they provide about the things they're writing about, but you're looking at them from the perspective of how are they writing history, why are they writing it the way they are, how yep. does that affect the material they're presenting, does it, you know, does their particular sort of identity as a historian make us trust the sort of primary material less or more and that was actually that was a big part of my own my own field in academia was was historiography mm. yeah well that's what i ran into with william tell i didn't even know it was a thing i was just like oh there's a narrative and a counter narrative and probably the narrative's true and then you know it occurred to me while i was writing it once i ran into some of the topics that william tell as a subject runs into i was sort of like oh so what if somebody intentionally made up a history what Never thought of that before in my life. Like, I, I've, I've, you know, I know people embellishing stories. I know people, like, uh, downplaying tragedies, things like that. But making something up entirely for the purpose of seeding something into the future, I had never experienced... I've never even known that was a thing, like, conceptually. Like, I knew, like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> Romulus and Remus, you know, yeah, their mom was a wolf. Yeah, like, that's probably fake. But I never thought about what that might actually mean. Um, and that's when I ran into sort of like the, the, the concept of the, you know, sort of like the origin story, which that, that's, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just hit a wall. Sorry. <laughs> you see, my brain still can't get around it. Happens to the best of us. 
Yeah, well, and that, you know, of course, there's also the concept of, like, even theorizing about history. Could it have been something else? Um, well, now that's being, like, lumped in with conspiracy theorists, and according to Politico, I believe as of this week, conspiracy theorists are now right-wing terrorists, so... <laughs> or, or uh, radicals or something like that. Um, I guess so that m confirms that I'm on an FBI watch list just for reading about William Tell. <laughs> Uh, but it's the deep state, man. It is. It's the deep state now. <laughs> yeah, the deep state is all of us. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's that's definitely the wall that I've personally run into, and I don't think it's definitely not a uh, it's not an impediment, but it's really gonna be hard to like move on from this paradigm of oh, here's a funny story from history into this paradigm of well. You know, what even is history, bro? You know, smoking a joint and getting on the pod and being like, maybe the Earth started last Thursday or something like that. But, you know, it's not like we'll be able to address those questions for very long because Twitch just banned the, uh, the word simp. <laughs> and we use it all the time on the show, so uh, it's, it's only a matter of time. We are marked for death, everybody. They're going to ban us for using the word simp. At Our some days point. are numbered. Our days are numbered, so uh, support us on Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, please, I, I actually... Please don't simp for us. <laughs> please don't simp for we talk about dead people. Uh, that, that would be... Well, I mean, you could, and, and we could be rich someday, and, you know... Hopefully, uh, we can we can keep our jobs or our functions, and we can stay busy, so we don't have to start a "We Talk About Dead People Only" fans. You know, not that uh, Dear all God. that would be. <laughs> Is there just gonna be pictures of my gun collection? Yeah, I was gonna say it's uh, it's just you sitting in a room with your back to the camera, leafing through books and going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no, flipping back. That doesn't make any sense. Well, you've just described my career. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Just do it on video and you can make, you know, oh, li live stream, live stream live of me streaming. doing research for an academic piece. Oh, that would be hilarious. Ah, uh, yeah. We've got a lot of ideas for that because live appears to be the way things are Can't wait are going. for people in the chat to criticize how much coffee I drink. Uh, yeah. Pro <laughs> Is he on that his ninth cup? <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll he'll have like five people going, Is he drinking coffee? Is he. Is, are we sure that's coffee? He's not drinking... He's not really drinking coffee, guys! And then you'll get, like, nine bags of coffee from, like, somebody who thinks that their roaster is the best and they want you to plug it on stream. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. when you you do the ultimate reveal and just say it was whiskey the whole time. And then you'll get an unlimited whiskey supply. Yeah, maybe this is the future. Maybe I should, maybe I should start streaming. Just, like, a, a some comfy stream of you reading books. <laughs> Occasionally, like, looking up at the cameras, I light my pipe. Mm, That's the yes. only interaction mm. I have, though. It's just the occasional eye contact as I'm lighting my pipe. You look in the chat. Ah, we've got a super chat from Starlord69. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you buy a book with that $10? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to break out my mustache wax for this one. Really, oh, man. Get, my, get my imperial look back. And then you can, when you when you wash the wax out later, you can save it in a jar and sell it for a thousand dollars to the highest bidder. Uh, truly, the cyberpunk era has reached us, and it is way lamer than we wanted it to be. 
Yeah, it's uh, definitely got like less sitting in the rain in some sort of cyber Chinese restaurant, and yeah, just just more depression. Yeah, more more depression and just the sort of wearing down of the the public consciousness. Oh, the um, amount the amount of just overall mental trauma that's going to exist from this year is incredible. Oh, dude, it's. Well, that's a, that's a good segue into talking about what, what I'm working on next. It's not William Tell. William Tell's coming. But I felt it, it was uh, probably time for me to flex my media muscles and do another um, do another episode on the history of uh, messaging and media. Which, believe it or not, and it's kind of ironic for me because when I left school, I was like, wow, I wasted my time getting... A- you know, a film degree and then a communications degree and like, oh, what a waste of time. And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, I know a bunch of shit about what's going on and a lot of people don't. Uh, and they're just sort of being thrown hither and thither by these, you know, by the mainstream media and even alternative media. Um, and I'm able to look at a lot of this stuff and be, be able to identify certain categories of what exactly is happening. Um, so yeah, my next episode is going to be on the history of psychological warfare. And it's gonna be a doozy because there's a lot to pack in. Um, and I've been I've been writing it, and you know I don't like spoiling things. This is this is this is barely a spoiler. This and it's um, I want to make it clear, and I'll make it clear when I do record the episode. It's not conspiracy theory. It's not anything wild. It's not out there. It's definitely not Admiral Byrd flying a UFO into the Hollow Earth. It's nothing crazy like that. Damn it. Yeah, I know. That I was, was fun. We got a lot of we got a lot of positive response about I was the excited. and aliens. Like, Hey man, I that sent me on like a weird Antarctica rabbit hole, and I don't know, man. I've got questions. I, I, hey, what goes on here? That's the main question. That Honestly, you can my from. main goal in life at this point is to blow up the two ATMs on Antarctica because Wells Fargo does not deserve to have their putrid talons in that beautiful continent. I know that is that is what you said in the episode, so it is officially on the record now that that's your your main life goal so we'll get you we'll get you a uh you know a nazi spacecraft and fly you down there and you can you know drop a little bomb or something and it'll all be good (laughs) um but yeah so i i figured at the end of this year having observed for one full year um just some of the stuff that's been going on in um in uh, media it's probably about time that i i weigh in on some things because well, it, I, well, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to waste, not waste time, but I don't want to have incomplete thoughts here because I'm still working on it. I'm still writing it. I've got the outline. I rarely outline a show. I usually just go for it, but I'm outlining this one because it's some serious shit. And, you know, it may not be like, oh, haha, here's a Russian who did a thing, but it is basically like, hey, stop criticizing my shows. <laughs> It is basically um, outlining the paradigm for essentially how uh, messaging has been used throughout history. And, and the importance of that these days, it's it's incalculable. I mean, back in the day, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, like they sent the wrong letter and it arrived at the wrong place. And so a division got killed or something like that. Where, where Communications these days is like, it's it's... It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So I'm trying to get that into one, maybe two episodes. And I'm really looking forward to it because not only do I have a lot to say on it, I've already done, at, like at, at school, I did five years of research on this. And then after school, I did another four years, five years, six years. It feels like forever. Um, all this time just studying 
you know, media and the history of media. And, and basically, like, it's one thing to know that Hollywood's bad. It's another thing to know that they've literally murdered people and it's right there on Wikipedia. And it's another thing to know that it's way worse than murder what they're doing to people. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do that one. That's, that's gonna be my perhaps my my greatest contribution to the public mind and it may end up getting us banned who knows that would be good <laughs> speaking of being banned um i I, ha I do i do have a recommendation for everybody oh um i'm well, excited okay it's not it's not so much of a recommendation now but i will false what? advertising okay it's not a recommendation but there is there is one podcast <laughs> our that... lawyers tell us we can't say it's a recommendation yeah, our lawyers are <laughs> sitting right here staring at me and um, sign the deal. No, um, so one podcast that I I listened to or picked up earlier this year that I really really like um, is the No Agenda podcast. And one of the funniest things about them is they're basically living the the true life of of uh, a careerist pod. Not careerist. That's absolutely wrong. Career podcasters like they read letters that they get from people who send them like $2,000 an episode. So yeah, that makes me a little jealous, but it does mean that they have a large audience. They also have their own social network, which is, I, I've never heard of like a podcast having a social network, but they've been around for like 15, 20 years. And I don't, I don't think they're the greatest thing on the planet. It's a little depressing. That's for sure. Um, but I would say if you're wanting to understand a little bit how, media has been working on you this year that's a great show the no agenda show um you don't have to like them um i i don't even listen to it every week but i i really like uh like what i've heard and i've had i've literally had people personally recommend them to me several times so um you know any any shout out i can give that's been one thing that's helped me deconstruct some of the media narratives this year while also having a little bit of fun but <clears throat> that brings me to the final thing that I wanted to talk about, which was uh, uh, a concept known as Last Thursdayism, and I think I mentioned it briefly before, but here we are. I'd like to maybe throw it out there. Do you know what Last Thursdayism is, George? Uh, no, but I know what Next Thursdayism is. What's What's Next Thursdayism? It's a It's a meme in the uh, the Escape from Tarkov community. Um, because every like every year or so, the game gets wiped and set back to basic to default because it's still in beta, and people will always are always asking like in streamers chats or on web Reddit or whatever. They're always asking, "Hey, hey, do you know when the wipe is?" Asking the, sh the big streamers because they assume they'll have inside knowledge, and. <clears throat> It's become a thing where streamers always just say, oh, it's on next, it's next Thursday. And then you'll get some, like, guy who just started playing the game ex excitedly posting on Reddit, Guess what, guys? I found out the wipes on next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, every time, every time, it always fools them. People who just started That's playing funny. think they get this, like, inside information, not knowing it's literally been a meme for, like, two years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about. Uh, we'll talk about memes like that uh, next when we record the uh, psychological warfare episode coming up. Um, that's funny. But anyway, so last Thursdayism is sort of a, a thought construct. I can't remember who coined the term, um, but basically it was like it's sort of this solipsism. Is it solipsism? I don't know if that's the right word. But it's a it's a it's a mental concept of like, well, how do you know that the universe didn't start last Thursday? And all of the books that say the Earth is older than that, um, you know, or stories about people from the past were also invented last Thursday, and we've only been around since last Thursday. 
Um, I don't know if that's... I don't know what you'd call that, um, but I would say it's it's some kind of a, a cognitive trap that you can fall into when examining uh, things where you're like, well, if, not, if this isn't real, then nothing's real. And sometimes, especially in a year like this, um, it's very easy to, you know, to literally, like, be like, oh, everything must be a lie and nothing is real, and... It's been harder and harder to discern, like, what's what's really worth pursuing um, in these times, but, uh... In these that... unprecedented times, I think Shut you know. up. <laughs> Talk no, about phrases right. I never want to hear again. I never want to hear that, I never want to hear, yeah, any of, any of these forced government memes. Um, Corporations really again. do be like, in these unprecedented times, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, lit they literally just closed down my bank that I use, the the branch I go to, because well, of these well, unprecedented times. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, current year. So um, I've got to drive somewhere else now, whenever somebody uh, tries to, you know, buy $5,000 worth of PC parts with my card. Wait, what? Did somebody do that? Oh, yeah, no, last, last year I had to go I had to go to my bank in person because, yeah, somebody tried to buy a bunch of computer parts with my card. And That's really getting I couldn't sort it out there. over the phone. They told me I had to come in person, and I was two hours away, or three hours away at the time, and it was a, it was a whole deal. Hmm. Well, too bad that didn't happen this year. You could have just said you were locking down or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yes, last Thursdayism. So... It's one thing to be like, ah, the mainstream is obviously lying about stuff. It's another thing to be like, ah, I'll get my alternative channels because, you know, they're saying the opposite of the mainstream, so that must be true. And I understand that frustration where you're like, wow, so they're always lying all the time. Well, the opposite of what they say must be true. That's actually a, a pretty good metric, I would say, for measuring <laughs> what's true it's it's like it's almost as if the mainstream media says something you can pretty much bet 100% of the time that the exact inverse of what they're saying is what's actually happening but you don't want to fall into that because then you end up as you know a flat earther not not to say that pejoratively because I know we have some flat earthers who listen <laughs> oddly enough um, but I will say it's so easy to just fall into this cognitive trap of like oh well if nothing's if I can't trust this, then what can I trust? And typically what happens when you when you do that is you get people who retreat from the entire world and, you know, they either start a cult or they get into the occult or they just can't maintain and they vanish into the woods like the 27-year-old hiker meme. Um, I, I only trust what homeless people tell me. It's true. That's very wise. Very wise. Um... Which is why we need to get James back on the show, because from what I understand, he is a homeless person at heart. <laughs> the last conversation I had with a homeless person was about Dale Earnhardt Sr. It was great. Well, what did he have to say about Dale Earnhardt Sr.? He, um, he talked about how much of an inspiration he was to all of us. Oh. <laughs> oh. I admittedly don't know anything about Dale Earnhardt Sr. aside from he drove the cool black NASCAR. I mean, that's the I most, really that's like. the most important. And he had a pretty bitchin' mustache. That too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, when it comes to uh, hitting walls, one might say, um, with the William Tell episode, I hit a wall. I ran into Last Thursdayism. I was like, how the hell do I know that any of this is true? And then I discovered that it couldn't be verified, and then I found out that it could be verified. It's going to be a whole thing. We'll get there. 
um, when it comes out eventually, but it might be a while yet because I still, honestly, there's just too many big-brained moments in in that uh, that little narrative, which it seems innocuous at first. You're like, didn't he just shoot an apple? Uh, yes and no, and you're miss you're gonna be stunned by how much is around that. Number five so, will shock you. Number five will shock you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'll probably, when I when we do release the, the William Tell, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be something else. But anyway, um, yeah, sometimes you run into walls when you're writing these stories, especially when you're questioning the whole of reality at the same time, so. Well, Lord knows I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, how long have you been questioning the whole of reality? Oh, I think since I was about nine. <laughs> what got you started down that path? Oh, God, I don't even know. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, well, I know I'd, what have, it... I'd have to think about that one. Well, I, I wouldn't say I questioned the whole of reality, but I always had, like, this sneaking suspicion that what I was being presented with in uh, my, the course of my education wasn't quite the whole deal. And I always felt dissatisfied with a lot of the answers that um, were provided about my questions about history, origins, science, all that crazy stuff. Um, but I remember at a certain point, I just, I just I just sort of broke through this mental barrier that was holding me back, which was basically like, well, if it sucks, it has to be true, right? And then I got to this point in, uh, where I was like, no, not everything has to suck. Not everything has to be fake in order for it to be... Well, there, there was a point where I was like, okay, we're reanalyzing this entire thing. Like, top to bottom, I have to figure out what's going on. And um, that's definitely when I started spending more time writing and researching for the show. Is you know Was around that time where I was like, I can't just read stuff and just put it out there because it, it might be just straight up lies. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But definitely this year has, has really put it on a... really put me into high gear as far as like verifying things because you know before I just sort of like, oh it's in a book it must be pretty good and then it was, oh it's this author it must be pretty good and you know, now it's backed me into a wall where I'm like, how do I report on anything that I'm reading without verifying all of it? And I think the, the answer is that there are plenty of podcasts that just read the Wikipedia page, and we joke about that, but we may have been that podcast at the beginning, but we're not that podcast now. And listener response to um, the increase in quality of our episodes has been really, really encouraging. Seeing people coming out to show support, writing good reviews... Um, even four-star reviews are acceptable. They're, you don't have to love the show. Um, you know, seeing all of that has been really, really nice because I think in a, in a world, the world of today, what you... In a world. In a world of today. Um, I would say that what people are probably looking for now is quality. It's, it's not just stuff. I mean, you can get anything you want from Amazon right now. Half the time it won't show up or it'll show up broken or missing parts or with instructions that, you know, are in broken English. You know, you just get shit. Was and, it uh, worth it, America? Was yeah, it was all it worth, worth it? it? <laughs> yeah. No, but that's that is really what it is. And you know, the podcast I subscribe to, there's a lot of them that just like, you know, the quality isn't there. Um, and I'm not saying ours is perfect because it's not. There's still errant beeps in there that I forget to cut out when I'm putting in the music, and I'm sorry about that. But um, we we're just trying our best to give you a, a quality 
solid product that isn't going to make you sad and angry, um, which is very... It's getting harder and harder to find that kind of stuff today, uh, these days, and I will say that is why one reason why I want to do the Psychological Warfare episode, because it's going to probably... It's going to probably show... Uh, help people... I don't know, get into a, a headspace where they can understand just what the fuck is happening. Because um, it's just off the chain, man. It's off the chain. And I'm going to stop rambling now because I had my coffee and now I'm just running my mouth. So Can't wait to get that CIA award in journalism at 1,800 feet per second. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come up with that yourself? The CIA award in journalism? No. no. Oh, man. That's funny, though. I've never heard that. Um, so yeah, we're going to be coming out with new stuff soon. Um, Spoiler, if you... our next episode is going to be about a Buddhist. <laughs> Again? I don't know, the... well, I... Have you ever I'm... covered a Buddhist? I was going to say, I don't think we've ever, ever covered a Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Representation, man, it's happening. I know, we need. We got to do better. <laughs> do better, it's Dude. 20, oh, it's almost 20. It is the current year. It is the current year. Now, I know you've hit a wall, um, but and I'm not going to make any promises about when we're going to get another episode out, but I will say that I'm very, very passionate about this this psychological warfare thing, and I'm going to eh, probably be able to get that out eh, fairly soon, because one, I don't actually have to do as much research for it for this episode, because I already did it in college, uh, and I, I did it after college for uh, four giggles. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You have anything you want to say before we wrap up here? I think I remember when I was seven years old, an older kid told me that the best way to kill ants was to fire nails out of a shotgun at them, and I didn't believe him. And I think that's I think I think that's when it all started. I don't think I've really believed anything anyone's told me since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's uh, that's a good motto that everyone should remember when you're you're watching your uh, your little boxes that tell you what to believe about this this world. But hey, you know, here's the thing that I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say, I know I'm gonna say it on the episode too. It's you can know this stuff, and you can still get damaged <laughs> the, by it. the truth is out there. I want to believe. And everyone knows that the truth is that the uh, the Hollow Earth theory is real. The Flat Earth theory is debunked and baseless, I say. Um, but yes, uh, the Inner Earth is is definitely a thing. Oh, that's another podcast that I'll, I'll just say that I've been listening to a lot recently is this Paranormal Life. That's a that's a blast. They talk about things like the Hollow Earth and UFOs and things like that. And they're just basically two Irish bros who have about as many episodes as us. Have been uh, well, they have a few more. But they've been around about as long as us, and they're just doing a great job. So, if you guys are looking for weekly content, I recommend them. And I don't think George listens to anything at all other than his own dying rat in his walls. Yeah, um, just just the rats and the incessant voices in my own head. Yes. Yes. So, he can't give you any podcast recommendations, but I, I recommend No Agenda and This Paranormal Life. Um, and if you're not listening to them already, they're both great. Um, and one's about politics, so avoid it if you don't like politics, but it's also about media, so it might be useful in that realm. But This Paranormal Life is just fun, and, uh, yeah, they're hilarious, so there's that. Anyway, that now I'm just literally, like, recommending things and 
sitting, so. And I'm out of coffee, which is sad. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Rip. Alright, well, with all that being said, we'll be back soon with uh, more regular-ass content that you guys can enjoy. You can uh, rest assured that it will be quality and maybe not quantity, but we might be able to get the quantity thing up. Depends on how many people send us super chats. Right. I'm over the meme. Okay, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, it, was, it was good at first, but yeah, it's stale now. <laughs> it was it was never good. Super it's, chats were never good. It's been 20 minutes, you know. Empires have risen and fallen in meme time and that. Oh, that's true. Like, that's four, 4chan true. has probably rewritten the entire history of the world in that time. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I do not recommend the 4chan podcast. <laughs> I don't even I bet there is a 4chan podcast. Let me go look. How how shitty would that be? Let's see here. 4chan podcast. Let's see. It's probably gonna bring me up a bunch of Q bullshit. Nope. Just uh just, just all trust, the approved Trust the plan. Trust the plan. Just all the approved uh, Michelle Obama podcasts and things like that popped up. God damn it, they're trying to take everything from us! Here's the COVID-19 podcast. That sounds terrible. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I want to listen to that shit. Fuck you. <laughs> Not you, George, of course. Uh, I have a little bit of rage. A little bit of rage, but it's all good. It's all good. Alright, I'm going to close this out, because otherwise I'm just going to keep talking. All right. Well, uh, yep. Look forward to our Buddhism episode soon. Uh, to really get in the spirit of it, I will be converting to Buddhism. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, look forward to that. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste, Is that a Buddhist my thing? brothers. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I wish my dad would have namaste <laughs> <laughs>